When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday, April 14th. I'm Rudy. I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and so far the only side effect is fatigue. From answering all of my mom's text messages, asking how I'm feeling after the Johnson & Johnson shot. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. What is happening, everybody? I am Rudy Povich. This is a long walk to Cleveland. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. We're going live, baby, every single day on Instagram Live. It's at Rudy underscore Povich. Today on the show, Tim the Toolman Taylor is no match for Rudy the Ratchet Guy Povich. But first, what's going on, everybody? Gretchen, what's up, Jim? What is up? Let's see who else we got on here. Let's see. Um, Is that Anchor? Anchor No. 14? I I don't have my glasses on, and that print is so small from where I am. Back in my day, we used to have giant text on our Instagram. Saying, Rudy, what up? What up, everybody? Uh, So, uh, kind of a big day today. I'm really excited. If there's one thing you should be able to teach yourself and hopefully the people around you is follow through. Yes, Gretchen. Old man. (laughs) Old man river. Old man screams at cloud. Old man looks at window and reminisces about how the raindrops looked better on the window when he was a kid. What was I talking about? Follow through. That's what I wanted to talk about. (laughs) So follow through. And how ideas go from your brain to your mouth to your hands to become something that you then put out onto the planet. There are so many skills that you can pass on to people, but if they have no follow through, God damn it, that is where people fall short. And especially in the realm of working around video and audio, like people don't realize how long and how many hours and how much thought goes into it to be able to put together just a like a quick like 60 second video for a client sometimes we're talking six seven hours that's that's hauling all the shit down (laughs) where you're going to shoot and then shooting and then bringing all that home and then editing and then rendering and then having any changes that they might want it takes so long so when you hear about movies that are you know, in the works and they say, yeah, coming out in 2024, you're like, man, that's years from now. That is such a short amount of time. I mean, they're announcing some of these newer Marvel movies to be coming out in 2023, like in at Christmas. And I'm like, I don't know how you're going to be able to make it in that short amount of time. And the reason why I bring this up is three years ago, I was lucky enough to be a part of a movie with uh, Lawrence Fishburne with Milo Gibson, with Abigail Hawk. And it's gone by a few different names, but today they finally released the trailer for Under the Stadium Lights. And it is a true story about 
uh, a team from Abilene, a high school football team, and some of the struggles that they went through. Not only with having a perfect season, but then what happens when you lose that perfect season? I'm not giving anything away because if you go and look it up on Wikipedia, it's all on there. And I believe it was around 2007 when all this kind of went down. Um, if you can believe it, I played a, uh, I play a meth addict who lights his wife on fire. So a very uplifting story, obviously, right away. But uh, it was a, a great experience. We started shooting this thing three years ago. I was on set for a couple of days. A couple of days of going through the motions and getting all the fight choreography down, which, I mean, they brought in some, like, heavy hitters, man. We hung out with this dude named James who was, this was during the time when Marvel was just putting out, they had made the announcement for Avengers Endgame, and this James dude that we were working out with on set was one of the guys who had gone through um, uh, and did some of the fight choreography for Avengers Endgame. So while we're on set and we're kind of in between takes and everybody's just kind of kicking it, we're we're asking him, like, all right, so here's our theory about what's going to happen. And the whole time he's just going, dude, you guys are so way off. And I, I, even if you are right, I signed an NDA and they would kill me if I told you. So I got to keep my mouth shut. But during filming, something that really uh, has stuck in my craw. Not saying stuck in my craw, but will always be in my brain. I think for the rest of my life. Um, I had a chance to uh, work closely with uh, Milo Gibson, who is the son of actor Mel Gibson. Even if you walked in a room and didn't know that Milo Gibson was Mel Gibson's son, you would go, holy hell, that guy looks identical to Mel Gibson. Now, I've never met Mel Gibson. I was around him in like a short amount of time in Los Angeles. Uh, this was years ago, probably 10 years ago. And that dude looked thick. Like, there is some bone density there. And the first time, we're kind of like in this, like, I don't know, Taekwondo dojo, and we're doing a little bit of grappling, and this James guy, who's the fight choreographer, is kind of going through the motions with Milo and I. And the first time Milo grabbed me by the hand, it felt like somebody had clamped, like an iron clamp onto my wrist. That dude was so strong. And I remember thinking, shit, I got to be next to this dude on screen. And he, he's going to power over me. Because I'm already a short guy. Milo's pretty short as well. I think he's only about an inch or two taller than I am. So you're looking at about maybe tops five eight, five eight and a half. So for the next three days before we started filming, that's all I did was hit, hit the weights. I pounded out push-ups. I was like, I can't. I don't want to look bigger than this guy. And it's not a vanity thing. But it's going to look really weird on screen if this dude who's super ripped is standing next to this scrawny meth head and just beats the shit out of him. No one's going to believe that. And why would, why would they want the big brawny guy beating up this scrawny little sh- like meth head? So I worked my ass off for like three, four days, man. Just tons of push-ups, tons of sit-ups, going to the gym, working it out, putting in a ton of uh, protein. Just work, 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 work. Because I didn't want to look, you know, I didn't want to look scrawny next to Milo. And the dude's a top-notch professional with, when I was working with him. He, uh, there's this sort of back and forth. And they talk about pro wrestling in this way where even though it's fake, it's still real. When you see a guy get thrown out over the top rope and then he lands on his back, it's still him going over the top rope and landing on his back. When you get thrown into a wall, 
that's it's on film. And yes, you're kind of slowly going through the motions, but they do that take five, six times. You feel it the next day for sure. So we start getting into the thick of it and we're, we're filming this fight scene and Milo's taking me and he's tossing me up against a wall. And then at some point he knocks me onto my back and he jumps on top of me and he starts giving me the business. And the way we sort of choreographed it was, all right, so he's going to pick you up. I'm laying on my back. He's going to pick you up off the ground with with his left hand. He's going to swing at you with his right, so kind of like across the face. You're going to fall back. Your head's going to hit the, the, the carpet. You're going to pop back up. By that time, he'll take his right hand or his right forearm, and he's going to like put it kind of next to your neck and then take his left, and then his left's going to come around, and it's going to hit you in the face. Obviously, we're going to fake it, right? And there's ways you can do that. If you shoot from behind, I don't, I don't need to get in all the details of it. Obviously, he's going to fake beat the shit out of me is what I'm getting at. And we go through it. I bet we went through it five, six times. And every time you got done with that quick rehearsal, everybody would ask, do you feel good? Do you feel like you got this down? Because once we call action, you don't get it back. And I was like, absolutely, man. Like, I feel good. Milo's like, I feel good as well. I think, you know, we're professional enough. We've been working at this now for the last couple of days. I think we got it down. So (laughs) we fall to the ground. Uh, Actually, uh, I'll have to back it up for just a second. Milo looks at me right before they call action. And he goes, do you want to, do you just want to go 100%? Like, let's, I was like, let's just do it, dude. We know what we're doing. He's like, absolutely. We're pros, right? We got this down. They call action. I fall to my back. Milo Gibson jumps on top of me. He takes his right hand. He swings. He obviously misses my face. I act like I get hit. That's all good. But then he takes his right arm and he sticks it onto my neck and his left comes around. And as he swings, I mistime it. At least that's what I'm telling everybody because maybe he went a little low. I feel like I maybe went up, but I don't want to put it on him because, you know, it was two people involved with this. But I picked my head up a little too far, and he fucking hit me like Thor's hammer. That dude, seriously, when I talk about, like, bone density, I've never taken a punch from Mel Gibson, but this is probably the closest to what it felt like. That dude, when he hit me, it it was lights out, black. I, for like three seconds, I don't remember. The next thing I remember was me kind of like opening my eyes a little bit and going, oh, oh, and I hear cut, 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 cut. And Milo goes, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, what? like drool starts coming out. <laughs> I got blood. So uh, Abigail Hawk, who is one of the actresses and just a sweetheart, just a gem of a, of a person, comes running up the stairs. She's got the paper towel. She's wiping it up. You know, and she's not, this isn't even her job. She's just a mom. So this is what she does. So she's wiping up the blood and, uh, you know. I'm kind of like trying to come to, and Milo's like, oh my God, dude, are you okay? And then you, know, you got the, Todd, the director, and you got everybody on set, and James, the choreographer. And I'm like, I'm, oh my God. I'm like, we just go again. Just take it again. Just do it again. Just do it again. Please take this shot because I got a feeling that my head is going to pound. I'm, it's, I'm going to have such a headache. Can we please just take the shot again? So before the pain could like really set in, I jump back into position. They yell, action. We do it. We get the shot. We get up. My mouth, the whole inside of it, within like 10 minutes, I could, I could feel it. It felt like ground beef on the inside. It was, it was just a mess. So, obviously, he feels terrible that he punched me. 
Uh, everybody is like, oh, man, like, ugh. You know, I know it sucks, but this was kind of the part that you signed up for. And I don't mind taking a punch every now and again. You know, growing up with the kids we grew up with, just taking a punch was an everyday occurrence. So the fact that I get to take it from a guy that I work with that I respected, it's totally fine. And we uh, we went to the bar that night, and the next day, I think I think the next day I was on my way to another movie shoot. It was either another movie shoot or another voiceover gig. So we were sitting in a bar in Owatonna, Minnesota, and I got like a giant bag of ice that the bartender gave me on my mouth while I'm trying to get the swelling to go, go down because I had to be on camera again the next day. And I woke up and I had canker sores. I bet I had five canker sores on the inside of my mouth. And I'll have to go back and find the, uh, the, uh, the pictures that I posted on Instagram of all the like the sores and the cuts and the canker sores from inside of my mouth. I mean, I know it, it's supposed to be fake, but that was the most real punch I think I've ever taken. And I've been hit by some big dudes. I lived in Wisconsin for five years in downtown La Crosse, Wisconsin. Every now and again, it was like once every six months. That's how you pay your dues and live in that city. You just take a punch. <laughs> I got rocked that day. But it, was, it turned out to be a great story, and I chatted with uh, Todd Randall, the director of it, and he had told me that they used that scene, the one where he punched me in the face and I was all busted up. That's that made that made the cut. So I'm looking forward to it. I just watched the trailer. It just came out. I shared it on my Facebook. I'm sure I'll throw it on my Instagram and my Twitter. Uh, just at Rudy underscore Pavich on all of those. And uh, under the stadium lights comes out June 4th. It's going to be on, uh, I believe, Amazon Prime, all digital on demands. And I'll make sure that I uh, throw a copy up. And you guys have a chance to uh, to link to it and watch it. So it's it's a really compelling story. And there's a book that came out about it that was under uh, Brother's Keeper, I believe was the name of the book, that this guy who this is written about, Milo plays this gentleman by the name of Chad, who was the coach or a coach for this football team. And, yeah, very compelling, very good story, very well done, and looking forward to it on June 4th. All right, moving on. Talking about Tim the Toolman Taylor. Last night, decided to break out, you know, the uh, busted out the hand tools. And, yeah, thank you guys for all the comments, too. Amanda's so uh, so cool. Looking forward to it. I'll definitely share it and let you guys know what's up. Scooter, what a cool story. Yeah. Not everybody gets to say they get punched by Hollywood's elite son, right? I mean, also, this also brings it back to my comment the other week about... I think by now we can give Mel Gibson a pass, right? Milo and I were driving in my car and the whole time, this was like still during that time where you're like, I don't know, should we talk about Mel Gibson? Is it okay? But it's like, well, dude, it's gone on long enough, right? I feel like by now, I just saw Mel Gibson the other night in Boss Level on Hulu. That is a killer movie. If you just want to turn your brain off for 90 minutes, kick back, take a little mushrooms and drink a little wine, that is definitely the movie for you. But anyway, moving on. Uh, So last night, there's something to be said about how you know you've made it in life. And I kind of have these, um, these things that are like a mile marker, you know, if your microwave is up off the counter and hangs above the stove, you've made it. You don't need a mansion. If you have socks that match and do not have holes, once again, you are a successful human being. You don't need a mansion or a Rolls Royce. You don't need Teslas. You don't need private jets or helicopters. 
if you can get your television up off of a TV stand and onto the wall, my friend, you are a rich man. And that's exactly what I did last night. I completely engulfed myself in a little bit of DIY, which I'm such a big fan of people that just go out and just do it. No plan sometimes, you just go out and you do it. You're like, you know what, Uh, I want to build a woodshed. Have you ever built a woodshed? I haven't. But grab a power drill, let's get some two-by-fours and some sheeting, and we're going to go and we're going to make ourselves a woodshed. That, even if it turns out like crap, you've accomplished something. And plus, it's so good to work with your hands. And even the small things sometimes. Fixing your kids' toys. One of the easiest things on the planet to fix is a kitchen sink. You don't need to call somebody in to, to help you out with that. Just start on it. And if you screw it up, then call a professional. But at least give it a, a whirl. Because the other thing that it does is all the bullshit that we put up with every day, all the insecurities, all the stress, all the job stuff, when you're working with your hands like that, especially like power tools, you're not thinking about any of that stuff. You tell me anybody who is ripping a two-by-four on a table saw if they are thinking about some sort of stress that they have going on at work or how a relationship is starting to fail. You're not thinking about that. You're just thinking, I hope my thumb doesn't go into this, this spinning saw blade. Doing more stuff like that can be very uh, cathartic, and it can, it can exercise some demons. And just the simple practice of hanging a television last night Felt so good. Because it had been a while since I broke out any of the power tools. Uh, my new house, my last house, needed a ton of work. This house, not so much. So I find that my tools collect a little bit of dust. And last night, I decided to blow it off and finally got my television in my living room hung up on the wall. And upon doing it, I was so excited because last night, I finally got this thing up. I crack a beer. I get the dog on the couch. I grab the remote. I sit down. I turn the movie on, I get about nine seconds into the movie, and couldn't help but think, God damn it, I hung this son of a bitch way too high on the wall. (laughs) It ruined it all. So now, like, I just had to get up and go do something else. Because I'm like, the thing is, I think I may need a a couple of more days to, like, look at it. And to, you know, just to make sure, because I feel like... If I take that thing down and I put it too low, then I'm going to be pissed. I got to want it to go back to the original spot because I've done that before too. But the biggest thing was just getting through the process and finishing it. And then at the end of it, that feeling of accomplishment, it's follow through. Going back to the movie thing that I brought up at the beginning of the show, it is all follow through. If that is one thing you can teach your kids. They don't need to know how to you know, play an instrument and go to Juilliard. They don't, know how to, they don't need to know how to juggle chainsaws or do math equations. If you can teach your kids how to start something, finish it, that is the biggest lesson in life. It's very difficult sometimes. And I know there's people that are listening to this show that are probably like, I've watched you not finish things. Yes, it happens. But eventually at some point, because eventually whatever you were doing and didn't finish is now that's how it is. That's how it's always going to be. If you are working on a, on a bedroom and you put in some baseboards and you find yourself five feet short of a ba- of baseboard to be able to finish the room, if you do not get in your car and drive to Home Depot and buy five feet of baseboard and come back and install it, 
If you go, ah, I'm going to run back to Home Depot in three days, you'll never, ever, ever get it done. Ever. It's, it's always going to be five feet short for the rest of eternity until that house sinks into the ground. You'll just never finish it. So follow through, my friends. That is the big lesson for today. All right, make sure you guys are subscribing to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Dee just sent in a uh, message from Instagram Live. Yes, my dad raised us girls to do it ourselves. Be self-efficient. That is a, such a... So many dudes nowadays I see with triple A on the side of the road changing their flat tire. You Learn how to do it. You're waiting for the record for 20 minutes. You can't Google... Uh, on YouTube, how to change a flat tire, learn how to do this stuff yourself. If anything, at least give it a whirl because it bleeds over into other aspects of life. When you accomplish something in one realm, it makes you think that you can do it in others. That is such an important lesson. What was I talking about? Speaking of follow through. Yes. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. We're live every single day on Instagram at Rudy underscore Povich. Once again, thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.